Welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sandra, I'm going to talk about redefining family. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sandra, I'm going to talk about this topic, redefining family. So while we are ascending, the definition of the family will be changing from blood related family to soul related family. So many of us will be experiencing that while we are, or we will be, or uniting with our soul family and everything. So I, I, we think it's a good idea to talk about this. Mm -hmm. So um, before we start, I'm gonna give you a little definition of what soul family is. Soul family is a family we share the soul origin you know, could be from a galactic or whatever, but we are in the soul, belong to big chunks of group. That group could be big, right? So it depends on which group we are from, the affinity to ascended masters or spiritual being will be different too. Like, you know, in my case, I, I'm so having huge affinity with Jesus, Christianity, angel group. I don't have any effort to connect with them because they are my soul family versus Buddha or Buddhism or that kind of sector with diet deities and stuff like that. But the person or other beings or human beings, you have soul family while we are ascending or when we are ascending, we all have immediate um, connection with each other. And we can understand each other. We can be authentic to each other. And it doesn't take a huge amount of time, like years to be like that. So what do you thought about that, Sue? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I see it as sort of our soul family is uh, the group energy that's separated from source and that's been called a monad. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like the closest to source you can get without actually merging back into source. And as you said, that's a, it's a huge group of energies that we would consider individual souls, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's multidimensional connection. It's um, in other universes, not just the universe that we're experiencing here and earth. Um, and I also agree with what you said about uh, immediate recognition of each other. Uh, and I think most people can relate where you meet somebody and you know them, you don't even have to have a conversation, you just, there's that recognition, you know, your eyes meet, you see the soul, you know the soul. And for most people, um, it, they don't understand that. Uh, we're waking up to it, though and um we're remembering and that's part of ascension and so i think you know i want to kind of go at this topic from a historical viewpoint um you know how we consider how we define family in a historical sense and as you said it tends to be um you know based on genetics and blood relations and that sort of thing um 
and that's fine. I don't think we have to, you know, totally dissolve the definition of family because that is one definition. Um, however, our expansive consciousness is picking up on the fact that that is not the only definition of family. And um, you hear people saying often, uh, well, you know, this person, we're not blood related, or, you know, my, my, my brother from another mother, my sister, you know, those kind of sayings. Um, and I think what people are really saying is we are having that soul connection and we're recognizing it and we're believing in it. And we're, we're also starting to remember that just because you were born into a family, sorry, my dog is, is here. Hi, Shotzi. And she's wanting to leave the room and I don't want to get up right now and let her out. So she's groaning. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're not wanting to um, release certain members of our blood family because we've been told and socially conditioned that it's not okay to do that. And I'm going to I'm going to talk about why it is okay to do that. And as a matter of fact, that's the more loving thing to do. Um, when you found that being with a member of your primary, you know, blood family is just constantly bringing stress to both parties. Okay. It is the loving thing to do to go ahead and experience a separation from that person. It could be long-term, it could be short-term, it could be the rest of your life. Um, it's honoring yourself, your soul journey, as well as that person's self and soul journey um, because whenever we continually put ourselves in environments that are stressful uh, it perpetuates the emotions of fear anger resentment all those lower energies that we're not uh, resonating with anymore we are and our bodies don't do well when we're in that kind of environment on a regular you know mm -hmm. um, so you know we can talk about soul recognition in, in people that are, quote, strangers to us, but also understand that um, the people that are in our blood family are not necessarily in our soul family. Um, sometimes, or if they are, they may also be at a different point in their journey in a, of ascension and remembering that we're source um, than we are. So uh, without any judgment of that, uh, oh, well, I'm more awake than you or <laughs> when are you going to catch up? You know, none of that stuff. We're not talking, we're not ascribing any of that. Um, but what it is, is a simple respect, which says I respect myself enough to go ahead and create um, a, a separation of our energies, our interactions, because I care about myself enough to want to feel good and create my life the way I want to see it play out. And if you, I'm doing you a favor because I'm respecting your soul path and whatever growth that you need to experience or go, go through. Um, and you don't need my energy, which is butting heads with your energy in your fields while you're trying to do that. So not only am I doing myself a favor, I'm doing yourself a favor by saying, you know, this, we tried, we really did, but this just isn't working right now. Let's take a break. And um, 
you know, hopefully, Erica, you will go ahead and talk more about, uh, you know, establishing relationships with our uh, with strangers that are our soul family and how they can become family. Yeah, the it's new like, definition. It's really um, important for because right now I'm personally stripping myself off to be more authentic of who I am, even though I'm mostly authentic all the time. On the way of ascension process, you really strip everything, anything which is not who you are. It's including grief and including having a deep awareness because you understand who you are. When you understand who you are, you understand who your people are. So when you're becoming more authentic to yourself, you can recognize immediately your soul family, your people, and then especially starsheet or lightworkers, we don't born into the soul family. Maybe new generation they, they are, they will be, but in general, starsheet or lightworker born into darkest part of the society, darkest part of the country, darkest part of the family or whatever, and then we, we have this duty to clear the bloodline because we borrowed their body to have a physicality. Um, so in exchange, because everything is exchange of the energy, to say thank you, we say, oh, we're going to clear this bloodline thing. I don't want to say bloodline karma or curse because it's not. You agree to clear this bloodline in the exchange of having this body. And then because in your soul contract, it is important for you to accomplish whatever you are to decide to serve. This body and born into this family was beneficial. Like in my personal case, um, I do have my soul family, which is my dad who's deceased, my grandmother who is deceased, and my aunt who is still out there, they're super loving people, like happy-go-lucky, super positive, loving, like very magnetic, but really, really loving, right? And then I know they're my soul family, but there are other people, you know, out there, which I personally made my soul contact with, either maybe resolving the karmic, issues in other galactic lives or whatever that is um so or maybe you, you just agreed to come in with them to help them with something because they yeah, asked yeah. you to and yeah. as you said you were kind of your energy exchange in return is to help clear the the bloodline of certain behaviors and beliefs and karma yeah so people do that especially like the work and do that so first thing I want you guys to understand is don't, don't feel bad about yourself that you have all this huge thing in your family and then stuff is running, running within the family patterns or whatever. That is not you. You just decided to help them to clear this thing because you do have this body. It got nothing to do with you, probably, because you're a light worker, you're a statue, so you don't have that heavy thing. 
it's not your karma, okay? But you decided to clear because you have this body. And then when you have this body, you do inherit emotional soul, emotional memories and the inheritance from your ancestors and stuff like that. And then you will clear those. So the blood family is the contractual relationship. You may make a contract to born into particular family, particular parents for your purpose. So in my case, I was born into my family. So I become completely independent and completely um, sovereign. So I be completely strong enough to be a leader, right? And then um, I was thinking about if I were born to super loving, uh, super supportive, amazing environment, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as strong as I am, right? So that was necessary. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you may think like, oh my God, I'm, you know, you may think like, oh, I'm black sheep of my family and nobody likes me, yada, yada, yada. Whatever the emotion you are having, Understand that you are your soul decided to born into this family, and after you're clearing all this uh, ancestral thing or family relationship, you have exact understanding why you particularly chose this family, and mm-hmm. that is a gift. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a hardship and then maybe challenge, that is a gift because you automatically chose because. Let's say in my case, if I had a love, super loving, caring environment, you know, my father was still alive and everything, would I, would I choose the same journey? Um, probably not. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would. It would be so much easier to be a daddy's little girl. <laughs> He's never gonna let me go out of his side. So I mean, then you weren't gonna find your personal power doing that. No, I don't. And, then and I that's why he me. left at the time that he did. Yeah, so he did. So it's just perfectly, you know, stuff happened perfectly, even though it seemed like a tragedy at that time. I'm just using as my example so you guys can relate. Um, so whoever you have relationship with a blood family and then you don't really uh, jive with because they are not really your soul family but you still do have a soul contract so that is a blessing but how do you proceed your soul contract or what kind of um proskimi oh i can't say the word what kind of distance you will choose to hang with this person is completely up to you because like Sue says, sometimes or a lot of times, the family member you have chosen might be completely different from you as a soul or completely coming from a different kind of uh, growth or vibrationally or, you know, your soul experience or soul age or whatever they are. Right, so you chose the relationship, you're thankful, but you are not 
chained into the relationship. You're not chained into the relationship because when we are sending, well, we'll start meeting your real family. Means it might not be nothing to do with your race, nothing to do with your culture, nothing to do with your religion or bloodline, right? Sue and I are family, so family, you know? Me and my soul sister, Tanya, we are family. We've been together like who knows how long, but you know, we have this recognition as a soul and then we are as close as family. Like we share everything. We, we, we are very related with everything because we do share similar lives, you know, similar past journey. So we're gonna be there for each other, that kind of thing. So when you guys are meeting your soul family, first of all, I want you guys to get rid of your uh, preconceived notion that your soul family has to come from, you know, same culture or whatever, or same uh, race or religion. Forget all of that because now we are sending, we are, realizing you are the member of uh, planet earth you are same member wh whoever you are so mm -hmm. that's commonality and then when you are so recognized with each other all these preconceived notion some people do have you know oh you know uh because both of you are american so you can relate with each other um a lot of people say stuff like that, but I don't really think that, that got nothing to do with coming from the same culture, mm -mm. unless one person is incredibly, you know, not flexible. Um, if both people, people are reasonably, you know, good at the social skills and they're flexible enough, you know, people usually do get along, but when it comes to soul family or outside the stuff, goes away. You are relating with each other as a soul. Mm -hmm. And you have a complete understanding of each other, just like family you always wanted to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that was popping into my mind um, when kind of back a ways when we were talking about um, when we agree to uh, incarnate into a blood family with uh, someone that's not in our soul group. Um, and this isn't hierarchical, so I don't want to, I don't want to give people the impression that one's better than the other, but um, I think we can go between soul groups too. Like we, we make contracts between soul groups for the purpose of uh, enriching our experience. Yeah. So in other words, you know, one soul group might be really great with uh personal relationships and um creating community and you know because they've had you know all these lives uh practicing this and then another soul group might be super expert at uh creating in the material world and um uh engineering and technology and you know, things like that and scientific where they're not so great at the emotions, but they're really great at, you know, the material world. And so what benefits us by making a soul contract with people outside of our 
or souls outside of our soul group is that there's, there's this merging of these energies, you know, we're learning from each other. So it's not one's better than the other. It's just we're sharing. And um, I'm sure there's even larger reasons why uh, people from different soul groups uh, decide to incarnate as blood family um, that are past my human understanding. Uh, but what I've garnered thus far is that there, whenever there's an energy exchange, there's always a good reason for it. We put things into our soul, you know, into our soul contracts for very good reasons, and it's agreed upon by both parties, right? So, is there anything wrong? And you know, I know a lot of people struggle with this, so I want to go back to, uh, you know, our family of origin, our blood families. Is there anything wrong with? saying even if you don't say it out loud but you say it to yourself you know we tried we really tried uh we 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 just did everything with our unique talents as individuals to make this work and somehow we just couldn't our energies don't go together you know <laughs> or uh conversely you know i we've had this exchange for long enough to where i've recognized my personal power and i don't need to keep having this exchange anymore because now i know who i am and so i've grown out of the relationship um i don't think that's a uh, rejection in any way i think when we do um separate and and go our own way with our family our blood family members it can be very respectful it can be very um spiritual it can be very it doesn't have to result in a smackdown you know just just like uh, getting divorced doesn't mean you have to be fighting and throwing mud at each other um, especially when there's children involved you can find ways to separate peacefully and have um you know decent lives afterwards it's it's the same thing with our blood relatives we we can uh part ways in a very healthy manner now when we do that we have to realize okay now my focus is on my life and what i'm doing it's not you know oh, i'm going to go back and hear stories from my other family members about what that person's doing it because that's not truly separating that's staying connected and that's staying connected to their energy what that means is okay now that i've you know i found my gratitude and i found my way to separate from this person peacefully i'm going to go mind my own business and and create the life that i wish to have okay so understand that what i'm talking about is you know if you make that decision make it all the way you know let go with love but then you mind your own damn business and go your road go your path don't keep looking back or reconnecting through other family members or trying to get information about what they're doing no that split is for a reason your soul wants to go this way yeah and I feel like that is self-love because, you know, when you expect certain family member to fulfill certain role, you know, and then the person is not capable of fulfilling that role. And how do you deal with that? So that requires spiritual maturity that 
you will stop looking at the person as the role they're supposed to fill, but look at them as a soul and then recognize that where they are at. And that's as much as they can do at where they are. So when you start seeing that, then you are not, you are no longer blaming the other party, uh, you're not doing this and that, or, oh, what is wrong with my family, blah, blah, blah. Instead, okay, um, I'm a soul, the other person is a soul, we're not really jiving, but you can find either if you have some way to relate with this person, um, you can set your comfort level, how much you relate this person, how often you meet or how close you live or whatever that is, right? So just because, you know, some people, they say, oh, mother always uh, loves her children. Um, we know that's not true. <laughs> no. Some Unfortunately. People, some people, you know, maybe the person who make, makes that statement come from like a, a very healthy environment. But it's not always like that, right? If the person is not capable of loving in a healthy manner, and then how do you relate, right? It's not just mother, father, could be a kids or whatever. So you look at them as a soul, and then you decide your comfort level. How much can you hang with this person without sacrificing yourself, your emotion, your energy, whatever that is? Because yeah. Just because they are family member, they are not entitled your time, entitled your love. We're not here as a being a Jesus, right? So when person is there, when they want your love, well, they're not giving anything. That's very toxic. And then just because they happen to be the blood family member, do you owe this person to give so much love? I don't think so. When you come to realizing you are important as well, then you figure it out. No one has like a map, but you can figure it out what is comfortable for you, right? Mm -hmm. So you decide your own comfort level of how much you relate by one method or whatever. If you are only comfortable meeting with your blood family once a year during Thanksgiving or Christmas, that is okay. It's, mm -hmm. it's very important for you to one not to compare yourself with other families, right? You don't even know what's going on with other families. They may be pretending like they're happy. They may be really happy. Exactly. They may be pretending like they're happy. You don't know that. So, and, and I think what we're really talking about is redefining what family means. And so that is, you know, that means we're letting go of historical definitions. And, um, you know, as you said, I mean, some people don't have a mother and a father. Some people have two dads. Some people have two moms. Some people have no parents. Yeah. Um, and they live in foster care. So, you know, I think it's okay if we have an, a, an attachment to the historical definition of family to mourn um, a loss of a member, you know, whether it's by our own cho choosing to lose them or they died or whatever, you know, we could mourn what we thought they should have been to us 
and just start being that for ourselves. You know, in other words, uh, say, for example, I had, uh, you know, a parent, a mother, for example, that um, wasn't, didn't fit into that typical mother role, like you said earlier that, you know, oh, you think it should be a mother should be this, but really my mother was that. You can allow yourself to, to sort of mourn the role that you think they should have played. And, and at the same time, then you have to take personal power back and be that for yourself. You have to mother yourself if you didn't have a mother or, or your mother didn't live up to what you thought a mother should be. Then you have to take that on for you. And um, or a lot of people find um, a motherly figure that is very important to life. And those people tend to be like part of your soul family too. You know, you're super connected to them or you feel their energy and you're, you're drawn to it because <laughs> guess what? They came into this life to go ahead and fulfill that role for you, at least for a little while to show you what it looks like. And um, I have tremendous gratitude for people in that role. I really do um, because they are not part of our blood family usually. And but yet they come in and, or they might be an aunt or a distant relative that came in to play the role of mother for you. And uh, that's pretty special. Yeah. And then, you know, the level of authenticity we have, we, we become 100% raw and authentic among family member. But you might not, you know, be able to be authentic within your blood family because they are very different, but you can be authentic toward your soul family because mm -hmm. they are your part of real group. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what we're talking about when we say redefine what we're calling family because um, we, family, I think the definition should be the people that we can be our authentic selves with and that love us in all of that. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, no censoring because we all have our uh, social skills. So even though you know someone who are authentic like Sue and I, we are not gonna be like how we are relate with each other in front of other people. You know? Well, not <laughs> so, everybody. That's for sure. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's reserved for special relationships. Yeah, yeah that's reserved for the family so you only deal with not the deal with show your true authentic self you know without the sense in the way you say things but um we all have a social skills and then you know uh stuff like that so we we do know how to act and present ourselves in different social settings but we do that because we do meet with totally different kind of people who are not our soul group, right? And then when they are not our soul group or soul family, you do have so many different way of doing things or way of thinking or whatever, you are different. So it does require you to have skills, the social skills to change like a chameleon to meet people at their level or socially or emotionally or spiritually and that's a master of being human uh, human mm -hmm. relation right i think eventually we're going to move 
um, you know, the closer we get to 5D and embodying it on a, on a daily is uh, we're going to find that we will refuse to hang in groups that are not soul family. Um, and what I mean by that is not being, um, you know, snobby or anything like that. But I just think as a natural progression into 5D, we're going to find that we don't have a desire to try and go fit into some place or some society that doesn't fit our authentic selves um and it doesn't mean that you know like a business trip or something like that or you're on vacation and you encountered other groups of people um that you're you're gonna like stay away from them completely and not have any like you said polite social exchanges where you meet people on their level but what i mean is predominantly i think we're going to be finding ourselves immersed in our soul family groups rather than our core blood family groups um we're going to choose that more often and i would contend that um that is really going to benefit everybody. Yeah. Uh, when we when we spend the the bulk of our time with people that we can be our authentic self with, then I think our joy is just going to grow, and uh, you know we can be more loving. Um, when we're when we're trying to you know fit into somebody other somebody else's definition of what polite society is, and you know that kind of thing. Um, it's fine for, you know, period, you know, small periods of time, um, you know, if it's for a particular event or for a particular reason and that sort of thing, but I don't think we're going to be wanting to flock to those scenarios, on, uh, you know, as our daily uh, regular habitual places where we want to be. We want, we want to be with other souls that allow us to be who we are. Yeah, because uh, authentic family relationship from soul level we accept each other exactly as who we are. You know, we're not perfect, but we don't bring the other person down. We're going to be always there for each other. And that's what family is, always mm -hmm. there for each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's my definition, you know, that's my definition. And, and by being there for each other, that doesn't mean bleeding while you're doing it. That doesn't mean sacrificing yourself. Yeah, uh, and what your needs are for the other person it means you're sharing you're sharing that exchange and and it's equal and it's uh kind it's not <laughs> yeah, you know the other person can do it well you may share your information but you know you're not like uh walking the walking down with the cross together <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't do that <laughs> that's yeah. been done that's been so done let's 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 shift that and and do a whole new way of uh defining family i think and it's needed when, it's coming when you're so with so family the other person can open up the other way of looking at things because we even though we are so family we do have a different perspective right mm -hmm. so we can grow more and expand more while being in the loving environment absolutely and i think i mean if there if there are any main ideas of this earth life that's one of them yeah. <laughs> growth you know they keep uh -huh. expanding um and and we we only do that by having experiences that are not the same as what we're what we're used to what our history tells us they should be we we 
we have experience because we're called to it and we experience other people and other uh, consciousness because we're attracted to them so rather than being guys, told. Sorry. No. You guys feel lonely because you're black sheep of the family or you haven't found your friends in your community or something. You do find your people, okay? You do. And then it doesn't matter if that is through online, you'll eventually meet physically with each other. Um, that's how the society we are heading toward. And then just embrace and be joyful and grateful about the relationship. And then you do have your soul family. No of us are alone. We are all with our soul family. Mm -hmm. Just be open to it, but you don't have to be 100% open with every human being because while you are ascending, you do have a discernment, you do have a sense who is your family, who is not. So you do act accordingly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and your highest good, if, you, if we each reach for our highest good and our biggest joy then guess what the energy that we're putting out to the rest of the collective is only going to be our best it's going to yeah. be it's going to be love and uh, i think that's ultimately the point of <laughs> ascending to 5d mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot easier walk and a peaceful walk toward the 5d instead of fighting against differences right mm -hmm. um, once you accept the differences you you no longer have to fight because then all you need is your your soul family. That's your choice. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and when we are separating from those that um, we no longer resonate with, when there are especially when there are blood family, um, you know, my suggestion would be try to do it with love, do it with kindness, do it with gratitude for the relationship in the first place because as erica said way in the beginning we wouldn't find our strength if we didn't have these relationships if we didn't have these experiences with these pre with these people to show us what we are and how to love ourselves so i i, I say release and let go with gratitude and love and then that is i think the best way to when we're separating from our family our, our blood family. Yeah, I mean, that's a way to uh, complete your soul contract as well as the soul. So next week, Sue and I are gonna bring more interesting topic. Thank you so much for watching. Please share, like, subscribe, and then we see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please share, like, subscribe. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.